Victorian victories. Central Coast Mariners have returned to the top of the A-League ladder after three two wins against both Melbourne City and Western United. The consecutive run of home games saw the Mariners show fantastic fight and spirit to come from behind in both matches. The early season success wasn't just a fluke. This Mariners team is the real deal. Let's talk round seven. What a time to be a Mariners fan. Um, this is brilliant. After last week's disappointment, a home loss to Wellington Phoenix, um, you know, we, we picking up a couple home losses there against the Wanderers Wellington Phoenix. There was a little bit of, uh, I wouldn't say hesitation, but coming into the two games against the two Victorian teams, Melbourne City, Western United, a little bit of trepidation as ter- as in, in terms of how we would fare against those teams. They're both quality sides, but hey, We've picked up two massive wins, both with the same scoreline, 3-2. We've had uh, the three home games within the space of eight days, which is, which is great, which is great fun as a Mariners fan. So to pick up two victories in those last two games was absolutely huge. In this episode, we're going to be breaking down those matches, talking about um, what we learned from those games, the players that stood out, and also uh, previewing the games ahead. We have three back-to-back away games after these three back-to-back home games. So um, some some time away from the Central Coast for the Mariners coming up. But before we jump into talking about our Mariners games, let's recap the results from around the A-League. It's round seven, Friday night, Adelaide United host Perth Glory. The Glory picking up a 2-1 win may be a bit of an upset there. Red's usually pretty strong at home. But uh, Perth looked pretty decent this season. A um, little bit of drama surrounding uh, what's happening with travelling to and from Western Australia. Hopefully that all cools down soon and, uh, and we can get back to, to, uh, to a normal, normal transit there. Uh, MacArthur, Western Sydney Wanderers, the second time those teams have played so far this season. The Western Sydney Derby, a two-all draw, a chaotic game, that one. Uh, the crazy, um, it, it went viral, that clip. I'm sure you would have seen it. Uh, where Federici was scrambling to to keep that 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 wanderer's shot out and uh, hit the crossbars. Tate Russell, who smashed it against the crossbar, can't believe how he didn't manage to score a goal from two meters out. Absolutely insane. Um, two all draw there. Brisbane Raw. Uh, uh, Brisbane Raw are the other front runners besides the Mariners. We're going to talk about them a little bit later. Brisbane Raw five two win against Melbourne Victory. Melbourne Victory were completely off their game. Um, I think it was. Um, Actually, I think I tuned in late to this game. I tuned in like half an hour in or something like that. And it, Brisbane were up 4-1. <laughs> it was um, really impressive from from uh, what looks like a very well-put-together Brisbane Raw. So they're going to be one of the front runners this season for sure, at least um, from what it looks like from uh, their form so far early on this season. Central Coast Mariners, of course, the win against Western United Sunday afternoon. Great. Uh, well, it wasn't even afternoon. It was a 6 o'clock kickoff, so... A wonderful evening there at Central Coast Stadium. Newcastle Jets picked up another win. They had a 1-0 win against Melbourne City. So uh, City not, not not enjoying their travels up to New South Wales uh, after losing against uh, – it was on Wednesday night against us. Sydney FC played on Monday night hosting Wellington Phoenix. They picked up a 2-1 win there. So Sydney FC have moved up to third place. Let's, t- let's look at the table, actually. Mariners, of course, sitting on top. Seven games played, so so uh, it's only the Mariners, us, and the Jets who have played seven games so far in the league. Brisbane in second, Sydney third. Following them is Perth Glory, Western Sydney Wanderers, and MacArthur. That currently makes up the top six. Adelaide United, Newcastle Jets have popped up to eighth spot. 
Melbourne City have dropped down. Western United in 10th spot. Wellington Phoenix, 11th. Melbourne Victory currently rooted to the bottom of the ladder. The three Victorian teams sitting in the bottom four there, uh, which, you know, maybe a surprise to some, to some fans, ex- maybe expecting uh, better things from, from all of those sides. Um, you know, expect, especially Melbourne Victory, you'd, you'd, with the sort of the quality that they re- managed to recruit in the season, bringing in some decent players from, especially from uh, from England, not quite managing to uh, to come together there um, in terms of their squad, and only one win so far uh, for Melbourne Victory at the bottom of the ladder. But hey, Mariners top of the ladder with five wins, two losses. We've scored twelve goals, twelve goals so far this season, only conceding seven. Um, it's an incredibly positive start for the Central Coast Mariners side. No one predicted it, not even the most hardcore Mariners fans. If uh, if you listen to my season preview podcast, which you know is probably still worth going back and listening to because it's interesting listening to it in retrospect now of some of the things that, that I talked about. I think I predicted like uh, just to finish just outside the, the finals for the Mariners. Uh, I, was, I was expecting a more positive season this year, but um, just the attitude and the spirit that we're showing so far, in just these seven matches that we've played, um, it's so promising and it's so great to see as a Mariners fan. We're going to talk about that fight and spirit right now, though. Let's first of all dive into our round six game. It's at home, our 3-2 win against Melbourne City. The lineup saw some changes for this clash. The bigger mission was Oli Bazanic, who had picked up an injury in the previous game against Wellington Phoenix. That saw Michael Yonata come into the starting lineup in that holding midfield role alongside Gianni Stensness. Jaden Casella starting on the wing. Marco Arena starting up top alongside Maddie. Simon, still a very strong lineup. Obviously, without Bazanic, we're missing a bit of that. Uh, Bit of that, I guess he brings a lot of hunger, and he's a bit of a terrier in mid in the midfield there, and uh, it combines nicely with Stensness, um, and and that, their partnership is huge. So you're not coming into that position, which isn't from what from what I know. Um, obviously we're still learning about these players, but not necessarily his most natural position. Um, Yonata seems more like a you know he has been deployed. Um, we saw on Sunday against West United, he was deployed on the wing. I think he's more of that attacking sort of player anyway, that attacking mid, uh, a winger, um, it, you know, likes to get involved in the final third rather than being a holding midfielder. Um, but he, he did a decent job. And in terms of the substitutes as well, there was a brief cameo at the end of, at the, end of the game for Stefan Jankovic, um, Daniel Bowman, Kowal, Max Ballard. Max Ballard, um, we'll talk about him a bit later, but Max Ballard um, had a great uh, appearance as well. Had, a, I think, about half an hour on the field in uh, in this game. And it was a fairly full-strength Melbourne City lineup, um, it, apart from maybe missing Roston Griffiths um, for this clash. But... It was set up to be an interesting game. Uh, I mentioned it in last week's episode previewing this clash. Melbourne City play with a different sort of system, more of a 4-3-3, a a formation that we have not played so far in this campaign. Um, But it turned out to be a really positive result for the Mariners. We showed a lot of fight and spirit. The goals that we conceded uh, in the first half um, were disappointing ones, just some defensive you know, lapses in concentration. It was uh, Adrian Luna who opened the scoring for Melbourne City, 23rd minute. And then it was just barely eight minutes later, 31st minute, Jamie McLaren, who always scores goals in the A-League. Um, he got on the score sheet as well. And that was interesting because, I mean, that sort of start to a match where, you know, you're half an hour in and, we, and we're and we down maybe a goal or two. Um, 
in previous years, the Mariners would have, uh, you know, come, gone back, you know, retreated back into the shell, I think, at that stage. But this year's different, and, and that showed um, moving forward into the second half. We looked like we looked like favourites. Um, it was great, J.D. Kinsella getting his first daily goal just before half-time um, because that gave us a little bit of hope. I think it would have been a different story had we have not got a goal uh, before half-time, and that would have been a 2-0 scoreline for, for Melbourne City heading into that second half. It might have looked a bit different. But that gave us a bit of hope, and it was a Matty Simon penalty 200 A-League games for the Mariners for Captain Matt Simon. He was wearing the captain's armband for that game, of course, with Bazanik out. Um, slotted away that penalty. Um, in previous seasons, if you've been following the Mariners for a while, we have struggled from the penalty spot. Um, the, the, the specific penalty that I always go back to is uh, we're at home to the Wanderers. It probably would have been 2013, I think. Matt, Matty Ryan took a penalty. I don't know why. <laughs> it like wasn't like the end of the game or anything. It was some. It was like in the middle of the second half, I think. And he took a penalty and he, and he missed. And I remember just him just like having to sprint back. I think I think we conceded a goal off the back of that. But there was there was like a solid run there where we just missed a lot of penalties. So, but every time Matty Summon steps up to the penalty spot, I feel pretty confident, especially that that double penalty that he scored, the two penalties that he scored uh, last season against at home against Melbourne Victory. Um, Mariners fans might remember that memorable win from last campaign. That leveled the scorelines to all 57th minute. Um, and then the, what turned the game was this red card to Melbourne City centre-back Kieran Stokes. And that's a big one, especially for a team like Melbourne City. Their 4-3-3 formation is really, the plays are very well drilled and all those players have a very distinct role. And, you know, Connor Metcalf in particular is playing very well as their holding midfielder. It destroyed their system because what that meant is that they had to drop back into basically a you know a midfield four. Jamie McLaren left alone up top. They lost their attacking threat. Their wingers weren't really uh, able to get forward. And you know I, I think I I was mentioning it to some other fans around me about how you know the game's going to shift now. We're going to see the pattern of the game shift because this is all Mariners now. We're going to go on from here and that we're creating chances. We look at the stats here, 15 shots in total to the Mariners, only six for Melbourne City. Um, Melbourne City were basically barely creating any chances at all in the second half. I mean, after that red card, they really had to sit back. And then 80th minute, the man himself, Daniel De Silva, stepped up to score a stunning goal, his second goal of the campaign so far. Um, What a brilliant strike. And and it's, and it's, it's great for Danny as well because he works so hard. Um, one thing that I really noticed from De Silva so far this season is his work rate is huge. Just watch Danny De Silva. He gets up and down so much. And I think with the system that we play at the moment, I mean, there's, uh, we ask a lot of those, the, the, the players in those winger positions, you know, Josh Nisbet, um, whether it's Jaden Casella playing there, Danny De Silva, you know, the tracking back and getting forward that, that has to be done throughout the game. And Danny De Silva has established a really really good engine and uh, i think he really excels in that position specifically playing on the, off that left side because i mean that's where that's how the goal came came it was cutting in from that left side um we won the ball there in the final third and um it was a terrific finish terrific finish from outside the box um and a great moment for the fans that were in there at the stadium um bit of a smaller crowd for this one it was just around three thousand. um but i mean you'd probably expect that from a 
uh, a midweek clash. Um, much bigger crowd, though, on Sunday afternoon. But that goal gave us a 3-2 win against Melbourne City. What a result. Huge result for the Mariners um, against, as I mentioned, a very talented and well-drilled Melbourne City side. You'd probably have to say at the moment the best side in Victoria. And that gave us a big big boost of confidence, especially after that home loss against Wellington. Um, it sort of showed that maybe that, that home loss against Wellington was just a one-off and, uh, and that you know we can keep the wins coming. So heading into Sunday afternoon, there was a whole lot of confidence. Let's talk about that game right now at home to Western United. A crowd of just over 5,000 packed into Central Stadium for a beautiful Sunday evening of football hosting Western United. In terms of the lineup, there was one alteration. Jaden Casella dropping to the bench. Bazanic back from injury. Yonata moving out to the right wing. Um, actually, him and De Silva were sort of swapping flanks throughout the game mostly. Um, and the other big news was Josh Nisbet returning. Uh, he last few games he missed due to injury, picking up that one uh, a couple of weeks back against Sydney FC. Um, and he made a substitute appearance. Daniel Bowman again coming off the bench. Alu Kowal. Uh, we'll talk about him. He's the star. We've got to, we've got to spend uh, a decent amount of time talking about our man, Alan Kowal, Jaden Casella, also making an appearance off the bench. But again, another strong lineup where I uh, really started to establish a consistent uh, setup in terms of the formation and the players that we're using. Um, I had a couple people message me, comment on the Coast Watch Football Instagram saying that this was our strongest lineup. Um, certainly up there. Um, I think some people would definitely opt for maybe Josh Nisbet ahead of Yonota. Um, and maybe that would be our strongest lineup. Um, and whether Alu Kowal starts on the field or not, we'll talk about that a bit later, actually, um, in terms of how we can best utilize Alu Kowal. He was, of course, the super sub in this game. Um, but starting from uh, kickoff and moving throughout the game, fourth minute. Early on, a, a free kick. It was off, a, I believe it was a high boot early on in that game. Western United earned that free kick and a Diamante cross to set up Tommy Uscock, a player who actually used to play for the Mariners a number of years ago and fourth minute opened the scoring. He's an incredibly tall player and um, a threat always in the box. And it was disappointing to concede that early goal. Uh, and it felt like a similar sort of uh, story to the City game where, you know, despite lo- uh, conceding that early goal, um, we know that this man has side, we've got, we've got the fight and the spirit. I keep talking about it, but it's so true. And we're, of course, still in the game. 16th minute, Matty Simon popping up. It was that corner delivered by Jack Clisby bobbling around. I think it was Marco Renya who won that initial header. And then Matt Simon drilled at home. And uh, that level of the game, just 15 minutes, 16 minutes into the game. Throughout that first half, I think we're creating the, the better chances out of the two teams. It wasn't until the 42nd minute late on in that first half, Bessat Barisha scored that goal. This one, again, was disappointing. Um, a bit of a, again, that lapse of concentration in defense. You know, while the Mariners are playing so well and there's a great attitude about the squad, the defensive mistakes are still there. We saw in this game, uh, I mean, I don't mean to point out his mistakes. Um, he's been exceptional so far this season. You did see Gianni Stensness give away the ball a couple of times, just some sloppy passes here and there. For this goal, the best up Risha goal, Jack Clisby was chasing back, um, slipped. Kai Roll was dragged out of position a little bit um, to cover the wing there. And then... Uh, 
the ball was delivered in for Barisha, who was one-on-one with Ruan Tongik. And, of course, Ruan Tongik, who is, for me, has been the standout this season. He was absolutely immense. Um, this was a very rare mistake for him. I mean, I, I wouldn't even call it a mistake. I think maybe it's a bit too harsh to call it a mistake because, I mean, Barisha, one of the best strikers the league has ever seen, and he did. He, it was a very good move from Barisha to get around the defender and, and score the goal. It was just, I guess, so hard for, for us Mariners to... To see a goal conceded so softly like that, um, well, I mean, not that it was soft, but you know, so close to goal, and it, and it felt like it could have easily been um, defended just by you know whether it was blocking the cross or just getting the clearance away as soon as the ball came in. Um, but that 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 uh, that meant that Western United took a lead into into halftime, and again, it was a similar sort of story as the Melbourne City game. We again went into the same score on a half time, two one to the opposition. But hey. We, we come back strong in the second half. Um, West United was struggling. I felt like we're struggling to create uh, chances in the second half. They were they did have shots here and there throughout the game. Um, but when you do look at the stats, they are quite similar again to the Melbourne City game. Mariners creating 15 shots in total across the game. Uh, West United managing nine. Um, and possession stats, again, as we're seeing from all of these games, I do like to look at the possession, but fairly even. Mariners 54% of Western's. Uh, 46%, so fairly even in terms of uh, that um, aspect of the game. But let's talk about him now, Ali Kowal. Uh, well, we made the, the, the double change around the 60th minute, which was the uh, same move we did against in the Sydney FC game, changing up the strikers. Well, Renya and Simon came off for Daniel Bowman, Ali Kowal, um, which I love that, I, and especially when we have Jordan Smiley on the bench too. He's, he's, a, live, he's a live wire for sure. It's a great move because... You know, it's it's one thing changing one striker, but just to swap them out completely, it really makes you know this the the defenders think, especially when they've got two fresh strikers coming at them, especially in, when you've got strong pacey players like Dan Bowman and Alu Kowal. Seventy seventh minute, we win the corner, gets flung in from the left side. And Alu Kowal, who just, it was a great little move because he just dropped off and that far post and that beautifully, it was a wonderfully accurate header to, to, find, uh, to find the far corner there from, from where Kowal was heading uh, the ball. And uh, the atmosphere, the atmosphere in this game just in general was the best atmosphere I've felt so far this season, maybe, you know, for the last couple of years. As I mentioned, just over 5,000 fans. It felt like a lot more, especially when the Mariners are doing well. It feels like a lot more. Uh, that's for sure. The, the fans were really gripped. Uh, I, th- I just think the way the game was set up, the fans were really gripped, you know, urging the team to come back, to fight back and to, and to go for that winner. And after we scored that equaliser, you know, this is the 77th minute, still plenty of time to get the winner. And it felt like it was going to be the Mariners um, that were going to do it. And it was only four minutes later. I, I love how the goals came so quickly. There was such a nice rhythm to them. Alu Kowal. Well, before we talk about Kowal, let's talk about this cross from Dan Bowman. He's not getting enough credit for this. What a ball. It was initially Stefan Negro who won the ball and uh, played it up for Dan Bowman, who opted to play in this early cross. And it was an amazing ball because it went in between the two centre-backs, Uskok and Calva. And who's there? Alu Kowal to step up. And what a header. What a finish as well. The diving header to spear it past Kurto. Both of these headers were really powerful headers too. Powerful and accurate. And they're very hard to stop for a keeper when, when you know, you're 
you place a header like that. There's not much that the keeper can do. And this the stadium is electric at this point. Um, the super sub, Alu Kowal, the fact that he was the one that grabs both the equaliser and the winner, I th- this really secured him as as a fan favourite. And there's so much there's so much talk or talk around him now. Um, Alu Kowal, he's now got five goals for the season. He's he's on red hot form and. Uh, I had a I had shout out to Aaron, um, one of the fans following on Coast Watch Football, who messaged me and said, um, he said that Kowal is the best striker that the Mariners have had since Danny McBreen, um, and it's certainly a big call. But I, I think it's a fair shout as well. I mean, when you when you think back to the strikers, again, I discussed it in the season preview episode in terms of who would step up um, in terms of the goals for the Mariners, and we've we've struggled in in that department for for a number of years now. We've failed to really lock down a consistent goal scorer since since Danny McBreen in, in our grand final winning season. For Ali Kowal to be so young and to st- be scoring goals so proficiently like this it's it's massive and hopefully he continue in this reign of form as people talking about him getting an Oli Ruse call up potentially for the Olympics later this year um, and uh, again a number of fans talking about um, his contract situation at the moment he's just signed to a scholarship contract um, you know potentially overseas moves moves to bigger A-league clubs but he I mean he seems to really really enjoy be enjoying his time here and he's being lifted up as as uh, i guess as really a key figure in this mariners lineup when he's on the field you can tell that he's an excitement machine and and that his teammates want to give the ball to him and i think it's so important to have a player like that uh that you know brings such positivity when he's on the field when he's on the ball there's so much excitement around him and it was so good. It was in injury time. And I, was, I wish he had scored this so bad. It was that amazing, um, that little move where he flicked the ball over the defender and then was coming in on goal. And I th- uh, I think he had to pass it off. It was Dan Bowman who, who, who came forward with the ball initially then after that. Um, it was brought down by Kurtzer, who somehow wasn't a penalty, but didn't matter anyway. Um, but it just would have been a mate. That would have been incredible if, if he scored it, that, you know, capped off a hat-trick there off that brilliant little move. Kowal, what a player. Absolutely amazing seeing what he's doing so far this season. In terms of how he's deployed, uh, I mentioned this before about, you know, touching on this in terms of how do we use him. We've seen in the last two games, um, he's starting on the bench. Uh, Alan Stajic opting for Arena and Matt Simon as our starting two strikers. Arena has been interesting. I've had a bunch of fans comment saying that he hasn't quite looked up to scratch. Uh, I think he's still getting up to full fitness. He played sixty minutes. Um, he played sixty minutes on Sunday, uh, and he also had a you know didn't play the full ninety minutes as well on Wednesday against Melbourne City. I don't mind them two starting up as strikers. I think Matt Simon's still important. Matt Simon actually had a really good game. He was quite lively and getting around the field and popping up on the wing a bunch of times too combining with combining with the other players um i'm pretty okay with those two starting off and alu kowal is a super sub i mean coming on in the 60th minute like that and you know you know running rings around tight defenders he's gonna score goals if he keeps coming on in the 60th minute like that like it's just guaranteed but at the same time, he has operated really well as a starting striker. I mean, we saw it round one against the Jets. He can operate really well in a starting role as well, whether it is starting alongside Simon. 
I'm unsure whether we'll see Orenia and Kowal starting alongside each other, just because that I guess Matt Simon provides that height as well. And I think Orenia, I think he's six foot or just under six foot. Um, and Matt Simon, I think, is he's probably definitely taller than six foot. Um, but Matt Simon sort of provides that, you know, that uh, that focal point at the top of the field, whereas the likes of Orenia and Kowal can play can play uh, off Matt Simon there. Hey, let me know what you think. Coast Watch Football on Instagram is where the conversation is happening. Where do you want to see Alu Kowal playing? Coming off the bench? Or does his performances... Do, I mean, his performances, that's no question. His performances definitely uh, warrant a starting a starting uh, a, li- a position in the starting lineup. On the bench, starting lineup, let me know at the Coast Watch Football Instagram page. But that concludes our wrap-up for this game. Mariners 3, Western United 2 to finish off round seven. What a game. What a time to be a Mariners fan again. It's time to talk about these away games coming up. First up, it's away to Wellington Phoenix. It's quite rare to, to face the same team uh, twice in quick succession like this, of course. Just last week, we faced Wellington Phoenix at home, and that was one of our two losses that we've had so far this season, that 2-1 home loss against the Phoenix. Our chance for revenge here as we head down to Wollongong, Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock kickoff. Uh, I, I'm confident heading into this game, especially after what we've learned from these two games, um, the spirit that's there among the squad. I th- It was an interesting one. I mean, looking back now at these two losses that we've had, at the, both been at home, you know, Wellington Phoenix, Western Sydney Wanderers. Um, they were games that we definitely weren't uh, overrun in. We, we, uh, so far this season, we haven't been dominated at all. We've, we've been, it's fair to stay, say that we've been the stronger team in, in all of our seven games so far. Uh, at least we've certainly been in the games. We're creating opportunities and defensively, in general, looking quite strong. Our shape is very strong, as I've mentioned throughout this episode that we are seeing the couple defensive mistakes here and there but overall the, the team is looking very strong i'm confident heading into this game i'm i'm going to predict uh a win for this one i think maybe a 2-1 win i think maybe if we can reverse it and go the other way around that'll be a great result um but the way the mariners are heading now uh, you'd, you'd expect a win and it's it's really been the story of the a-league so far this season the way that the mariners have been going um, I mean, we'd even take a draw, an away game, uh, these three away games. If we, can, if we can remain undefeated, I think that's key. Uh, as long as we keep the losses away and keep, uh, keep earning points through whether it is a win or a draw um, on the road, then we'll certainly be finishing towards the top of the table, which is just amazing. So, Wellington Phoenix, I'm going to call a 2-1 win for this game. I think we'll see a similar lineup. Whether Josh Nisbet comes in, I think if you're not, I think that'll happen, and then potentially Kowal coming in for Arenya. Maybe we play Arenya as that as that uh, as that substitute striker to come on. It'll be interesting um, in terms of what the lineup looks like. That potentially maybe Jordan Smiley coming back fit for that game as well. That's the other thing because of so many players are playing so well. It's hard to choose a team, and you know Stefan Jankovic, our other import, didn't even manage to 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 have a place at all in the squad um so it's i think it, but it's great having that competition among places among the squad um are you heading down to Wollongong? um whether you're heading down there or watching at tv at home make sure you join the conversation at coast watch football on instagram 
That's where we post the formations, full-time scores, debriefing everything, talking about the key players. Um, it's a great little community that we're creating here on Instagram. Hey, thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Coast Watch Football Podcast. It's every single Tuesday talking all things Mariners. The podcast is available just about everywhere. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can search up the Coast Watch Football Podcast. We'll see you guys next Tuesday.